0: Hey everyone! Welcome back to Crankshaft. Um, my name is the good old salty narwhal, and today I still have with me is caveman. Uh, we don't have a uh, don't have a uh, guest with us today, which is all right. I, uh, I I think you can be serenaded with our voices at least.
1: And given the topic that we're gonna go over it's sort of good we don't have a guest to right now
0: <laughs> yeah uh, just as a reminder um, from last episode we are continuing Ichi the killer uh, sort of talking about the manga a little bit and uh, maybe some of our afterthoughts on a little bit of both or just the story as a whole um, but what I will say is that you know it includes um, you know all, all the different descriptions of rape you know. Uh, necrophilia, torture, a uh, little bit of uh, sodomy in there, and all this other stuff. Um, so if you are just not into that, uh, just skip into the next uh, episode, and we are starting a fun, very fun, uh, movie that we're going to talk about. But uh, we'll just let let you have that when it comes. But, uh, so today... Talking about that. <laughs> um, so, uh, as far as uh, the manga in comparison, did you enjoy it a lot more or a lot less?
1: I would feel, and for some of this in context, Itchy the Killer has a film as well. If any of you are interested in something like that, do be, remind, or just to remind everyone, the movie came out in late 2001 while as that was finishing production you had the manga finished several months beforehand so when trying to compare the two understand that movie was probably in post-production like essentially before the manga was ever done so you will see changes here and there A lot of narrative decisions, pacings were also different overall, even, essentially even how some key characters would change too. Like, one of the biggest examples you can see from this is in the manga, sort of like the second half of it towards the end, you bring in these twin gigolos who, you know, is supposed to be these hardcore killers and everything. In the movie, the twins are still there, but they're no longer gigolos. They're supposedly, given one line in the movie, like they are two police officers. But they're corrupt and, you know, bought in by the Yakuza and whatnot to bring in. And so you don't really get that much of a backstory to them or more interactions instead instead of like a few torture scenes here and there, but you have some key characters that are either left to the side or reworked yeah, to fit a movie narrative.
0: Definitely. Uh, oh my God. Well, one, one of my favorite scenes, um, at least in, 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 the manga, at least when it came to those two was the, um, the very competition of who was the better, um, between the two of them. And, um, that, that rivalry definitely brings the torture scenes that they take a part in or some of the brutality that they give uh, to a very extreme level because they just want to one-up each other, and which in- includes like being able to like, fight with each other or um, when they're hurting people. You definitely see that, that craziness. Uh, I, I guess we could give a example, or we can give a
1: few if you want. Um, oh, oh you
0: want to share the, the the one with the girl
1: oh no you can go more into depth <laughs> for that i the example i want to bring up for is there comes a side comment where it is mentioned you know oh yeah they're twins but they used to be triplets oh yeah and it <laughs> is the competitive nature is there close to their entire characterization because not only are they trying to one-up each other but then it's also agreed upon to ultimately find out who's better. Who's going to be the one to kill the other.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, just giving one example, um, there was a scene where there was this girl that they were trying to get information out of and she was refusing to give it. So uh, at one point they literally, uh, I, I think it was a, just a, just a knife. I, I don't want to say it was a razor blade. Um, but they, they take a knife and just literally just put her um, her breasts on the table. And they like slice it um, right at the nipple. And I, I just thought that was insane for a uh, for a scene like that. Um, just to sort of read over. It definitely gave you sort of the chills. Because you're like, yeah, I, I would never want to experience that. though Most of this <laughs> most of this manga is something that's like, yeah, I would never want to experience that. That, that just... Looks unpleasant.
1: <laughs> That's just majority of what's going on, anyways. But it's it's sad to say this, but it still falls into character for them.
0: Yeah. Um. But definitely, definitely. Um. What what I felt more that that, that just sort of brought out a, a more uneasy feeling, I guess I will call it. Uh, what was the, was the manga more so than the anime? I, I guess the one scene that I think they really got right, or not the anime, the, the, the movie, um, what they really did get right in the movie um, was the scene where the Yakuza is being hung up by hooks. I, I thought that was fantastic how they presented that in the movie because um, it was very a very intense scene where this dude's being uh, hung up by his skin on these hooks um and they basically like pour oil on his back there's a little more in-depth story in, in the manga about that scene but I, I still feel like it was a very um nail biting scene to to visually see in in, in, a, in a movie like that um but you, you could definitely uh, also get a little more backstory on on, on uh, the brutality of of the characters, especially, um, uh, um, because they were eating, what was it, shrimp, um, and, and that oil before they, you know, burned, burned the Kuzum's back.
1: Yeah, Um, they were cooking shrimp just to eat it right there and then take their used oil afterwards to pour it all over his back, half of his face. Yeah. Because afterwards he's just covered in bandages.
0: And I I definitely felt like the the torture scenes were much more brutal. Um, but I also felt that uh, w- when when you look at the character development, that was also a very big big change, uh, especially in the manga, where they gave gave each individual some very important background, or at least a memorable background in comparison to the uh, in comparison to the movie, like the like, G-San and his crew all had a backstory on why they were, you know, getting back at the Yakuza here. Um, and, and, and even even Itchy had a much more important um, background. He still had the, you know, I was bullied, but, like, it, it was more more so that you couldn't tell whether or not it was G-San... Um, Giving him descriptions of something that might not have happened as brutal as 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 what had happened, in reality. But that that's sort of the whole allure of of the manga is just you're you're not exactly what sure is is actually going on and what's just in people's heads.
1: And yeah, I will say that's one of the bigger takes away. It's sort of a disappointment for the movie, but. It's one of those things that's understandable of you have a shorter runtime to tell the story. Whereas the manga, you have X amount of chapters to work with, you can expand, you can go into more details. Like one of the bigger things that's missing out from the movie is showing ji chan or G Song doing all this manipulation to Itchy. To sort of hype them up, to pump them up, to do these killings, because not not only is it just like, okay, here's your target, go for it. There's more depth to it of, hey, remember this kid who bullied you back then? How did he used to act? Wasn't it like this in a sense? And Itchy's just like, yeah, you're right. It's just like this, just like the target I'm about to kill and everything.
0: I, I it, will definitely say i wish i had a hype man like jason
1: but it's it still made sense though there was a lot more manipulation involved instead of just here's your target go for it Mm -hmm. or or at least for itchy not only was he being influenced by all these outside sources but was also reinforcing those ideas as well one disappointment that i had was like the one scene where he's peeping in on this girl that he would always go see at this like brothel you're supposed to go into in the dark and everything. Yeah. It's like peeping on her, getting beat up and everything. He's enjoying that. But the movie ended that whole scenario of him getting caught anyways, but that never happened. It was him enjoying peeping from the outside, reinforcing those manipulation ideas of, oh, if I kill him, then she would want me to do that to her. So then he just, you know, breaks in there, kills him, and it's just like, You don't have to worry, I can beat you up now But in the movie I understand why it tones down a lot of the more extreme topics at hand. But he you know, just gets caught and then in a fit of embarrassment and rage, I would guess you could say just kills them.
0: Yeah, no, I, I definitely think uh um, the director Takashi, um, with what he had, he definitely did a good job. Um, I, I think with the budget he had, the uh, the story that he was working with, honestly, he he did a really good job. Um, I wish he had a slight. I wish it had honestly a slightly longer runtime so they could have fleshed out all that. But since they didn't i i i enjoyed it for what it was um (laughs) most definitely
1: well it it also falls into line of when they started production for the movie Mm -hmm. and how all that sort of coincides with the manga so at the time they started they might not have had a lot to work with and then up to a certain point just diverted to make their own ending because that's something else we want to talk about too the there are two completely different endings. The manga has one, the movie goes off in a different direction. Which not saying it's a bad thing, but if you're going into the movie expecting like a not really a one to one translation, but at least a good translation of the manga onto live action, there's gonna be differences. And the ending is one of those biggest factor. It's not something to break the film. It's just something to keep in mind.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I I will ask this question uh, again, but this time for the manga. Who was your favorite character?
1: Honestly, that's a tough one. Because there's not really, at least for me, there really wasn't a favorite character context not saying that it's bad because of that but because of how all the characters are written oh, as yeah, a means I mean... of i can't really support any <laughs> like anything of what these people are doing these are all terrible people yeah but they're doing terrible things to other terrible people in a sense and you have civilians just causing caught in the crossfire and all of this uh,
0: That that's very fair <laughs> that's sort of a loaded question
1: <laughs> I mean, I, I don't understand if you, like, want to root for, you know, Itchy the Killer because he's going after Yakuza members or, like, even the cop who turned into a Yakuza recruit because, you know, he's trying to build up confidence for, to make his son respect him and all that stuff. Like, you can have those little character moments, but it was just, like, at the end of the day, they're all terrible people. <laughs> okay, let,
0: let me rephrase this. Who had the most interesting backstory that you liked? Because then then it's not biased, uh, uh, like putting you in a weird position.
1: (laughs) I guess, if you're going to have to do this to me, Mm -hmm. for me, it would still have to be itchy Mm -hmm. with Gigi in second place due to motivations itchy more because manga wise you do get his backstory a kid from out the country who after years and years of dealing with bullying and not never really having an outlet for it finds joy in learning how to kickbox and be a kickboxer but then also transitioning those skills over to yes be a murderer but he's also murdering other murderers in a sense and criminals and but that slowly takes a downward spiral once Gigi shows up more manipulation but Gigi's in second place because how everything's all planned out and it's like this took years to put everything together now's the time to do something about this and i'm going to tear this entire system down and you know little bumps in the road here and there having a backup plan for every backup plan to happen like hey we're gonna hide out here oh no they found out where we was hiding out i can't go back there anymore type deal
0: yeah i think for me it was uh the the twins had the most interesting uh um, back backstory to me. Uh, r- realistically, I, I just loved uh, the fact that, that um, the main reason why they're so competitive is is because they were triplets and then twins and then you know then single um, brother <laughs> who eventually And then no eye. brother. Yeah, and then not, no <laughs> one's alive. <laughs> but um, it, it's just. How they view the competitive be- competitiveness between each other, being that sadistic sort of sense, but not being Kakahira um, sadistic. Um, but they they also have all, all, basically also learning about that third brother really brought an interesting aspect to the table and like oh I didn't I didn't think of that sense and why they were so competitive. Um,
1: yeah, it, it was just one wacky aspect of their, no matter what they do, they're always competitive. And Who's the better one? Yeah. Be it the two girls they bring, it's like, hey, who's the better one in bed and all that stuff, too? Who can torture this guy better before he ties? And then it just comes to light, like, oh, yeah, they used to be triplets. But the competitive nature kicked in, and they had to kill one of them just to say, see, we're better. And it's going to come down to only you can't kill my brother, only I can kill my brother type mentality. Because, I guess, in a sense, this is one aspect you can think about it And anything else. It's sort of a... God, the closest thing you could bring up is the idea of the self versus other. You can see the twins where it's like, the self being whoever they want to be hates the other person but needs the other person as sort of something to compare themselves to that's a relationship you could sort of see in these twins it's like they necessarily hate each other because you know only one of us could be superior but they still need the other person to make those comparisons too and it even comes to light whenever Itchy kills one of them, and the last remaining brother gets immediately like scared but angry at the t- same time because it's just like, if I didn't kill him, then who am I? I wasn't the one to like finish the job, it was someone else who did it. I was supposed to do this type thing,
0: yeah. Um. What was the most brutal death in the manga that you remember?
1: Brutal, I guess, you know, whenever the twins, I forget the character's name, but they had him there just in a chair torturing. Mm-hmm. And then one of them leaves. Itchy shows up to kill the people in the room. The guy in the seat thought, oh, fine, you know, Gigi sent him to save me. And it's like, no, everyone dies. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. They were, yeah
1: he just them. that last glimmer of hope is just like, you know, I held out. I didn't give any information. GG's going to come. Like, finally, he sent Itchy to save me. And it's just like, no, you, you're one of the targets to kill. <laughs> uh,
0: to me, I think it was either uh, the uh, one of the brothers being sliced in half. That um, I don't think we actually I, – I think we might have – But Ichi uses a uh, heavy metal boot um, that he constructed at a metalworking factory that he works at in the town or two over. Um, Because he doesn't actually live in Tokyo. Uh, He lives near the ocean.
1: Yeah, in the manga, it goes into detail for In the movie, a lot of that is cut out for some reason. Yeah. Well, I mean, but they, I guess that's because they just wanted everything centralized around this city in Tokyo. Yeah,
0: But they also didn't like include Norio, which was the young boy who uh, uh, learned uh, martial arts from
1: Ichi. Yeah, just to help him fight against the bullies. and Even yeah. that was sort of a bittersweet scene because it's just like, hey, I'm helping this kid self-defense, and now it's just like, in a way, I guess it's supposed to imply he's itchy, still getting some pleasure out of that because he's watching people, like kids, get beaten up, and he's just like happy, but a bit mortified at the same time.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a sadist, tr- true and true. Or, sorry, not not sadist, um, masochist. Masochist. Yeah, I always get those two mixed up sometimes. Um, but <laughs> but yeah, he 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 makes this sort of metal. Shoe and on the heel of it is basically an axe head that he constantly sharpens that like with with his leg strength that he's he's amassed from constantly kicking uh, a very particular way he uh, he can basically like slice people in half or whatever and the the one the two scenes that really comes to my mind when it came to the uh, brutality death that I really liked or I just thought were really cool was uh, the, the second twin with the dreads who basically gets scalped um, (laughs) with it. Or the, um, uh, another guy, it might've been the other brother actually that just gets cut in half um, from where he's standing and you just see it sort of splitting apart and there's like all that, like blood or whatever sort of, peeling apart alongside the organs i i just thought that was that was crazy and i i I think if that was actually plausible in real life i just that'd be too much for me
1: (laughs) i mean there there was that and there was actually one scene from the manga i wish they would have brought into the movie which was You know, for all these killings Itchy does, yes, he does get paid a lot for it because he's usually, like, high-ranking criminals and all that stuff. He gets paid. But one thing that's pointed out is whenever he goes home, he has himself like his own punching bag and everything. All the money he's ever earned goes into this punching bag. Just for him to still, you know, keep practicing kickboxing and everything. He's not going out spending all this money that he's earned, it's just like he doesn't care for it, he just enjoys the killing. Which I thought, honestly, was one of those little characterizations that was nice. Yeah. Um,
0: well, changing topics slightly, just sort of talking about um, Kakihara here. Um, just because he is probably one of the more uh, interesting characters um especially being the arch enemy of ichi um i don't know what else to call him here
1: <laughs> um enigmatic in a sense more outspoken i guess yeah especially for a lot of things of he just gets information and then just just go straight forward and all that stuff mm. you have gg showing up and saying hey i think this guy was the reason your your boss was killed and all that stuff and then we get the hook scene because it's just like yeah you you had some you had some connection to this I heard information it's like no I did
0: but the relationship, sort of blinded yeah but but the relationship between kakihara and Ichi is um at least over in the series as it sort of games progress here it goes from like a sort of a hate because you know Ichi took his father away and his father was in a sense was someone who gave him what he desired as far as you know his sadism sadism went realizing that ichi is somewhat of a masochist or an extreme masochist he really wants that that near death experience or almost death experience from from ichi um, and, and what I some of the few things i actually really like about Kakihara is the uh, the smoke that comes out of the sides of his mouth because uh, around his uh... the edge like the corners of his uh... mouth are cut further due to his father um, having cut like deep scars that just go all the way through and so he has these piercings on the corners to sort of keep his mouth together because if they're not there he can like open his mouth really wide like a snake and if i remember right yeah there was a scene where he basically, like, bites this dude's hand as he's trying to like, go punch him. And when the dude tries to, like, pull his hand away, it rips the flesh uh, off the dude's hand.
1: Yeah. So um, glad they were able to translate that from the manga to the movie, though. Yes.
0: It was. It looked
1: so goofy, but it was amazing.
0: Absolutely. But, uh, like, the developing relationship when he... Slowly, at least at the very end, he slowly starts to realize that no, he this is not the sadist that he he wants to kill him. This is this is so much worse. Um, he he doesn't want to die this way. It, where, in fact, he, he probably just didn't want to die in general. He just wanted the pain that went with it. Um, so when he realizes he's at like facing death, and, instead of uh, taking it head on he immediately just runs and there's this si- there's this very silly scene at the end of the manga which i it was funny I, at least to me is where he's just basically running naked from ichi with his uh with his daughter yeah. just cut in half <sighs> and uh there's a point where he's running in this in, in the apartment building and tries to jump to the next one he, he barely makes it with with uh, one hand being on the edge um, of this of this other building, and Ichi basically throws his shoe, which I think just cuts off like one finger or two fingers.
1: I and... believe it was the whole like all four fingers because he was hanging on barely gripping by the tips. Yeah. Because it he just falls into a childlike mentality of just yelling, throwing rocks and everything calling you know calling him a bully and all this stuff right. even to the point of sticking his tongue out decides to throw his shoe, which chops off all the thing all the tips of his fingers that he was using to hold on and causing Takahara to fall down.
0: I I don't know what that. I would uh what, what I would rather die to. It's like some serious murderer who's just like you're gonna die. And or or like they're just hiding the fact that they're just gonna murder me or or dying to someone like Ichi who's literally like calling me a bully and he's just like I haven't done anything to you. <laughs> and and he killed me. That was me the entirety of it. Yeah.
1: And meanwhile, you just have Gigi just watching from a rooftop, just being like, "Hey, you got what you wanted. You felt that sort of thrill, thrill and fear of dying, but now it's going to happen to you."
0: Yeah. Um, let's see here. Uh, I also wanted to talk about, <laughs> just at least a little bit here. Was was the whole fact of uh, the, the the ending? Um, after after Kakihara dies, um, one of the and spoiler territory skip like you know ten minutes ahead if you don't want to listen to it, but um, three two one okay that was your chance. Um, so uh, effectively, one one of the big things was after after Ichi kills Kakihara, he's no longer useful to Jisan. and he effectively uh, just lets ichi sort of roam into the city and ichi uh, sort of normalizes honestly like at least that's what
1: i think into like a well i don't want i don't want to say it was like um, i don't want to say it was immediate that he was no longer useful there's some implication that it happened over time The longer he stayed in the city and being influenced by... Because before, like, oh, yeah, he lived out in the countryside where he didn't have all these, like, stimuli all around him where all of his needs could be met, all of his wants could be there. longer he stayed in the city, and now that, you know, he has all this money, all of his desires could be sated. And when all that happens at least for what Gigi was pointing out was, you know, he sort of loses that motivation to actually kill because he no longer needs that outlet anymore. He already has everything else. Yeah.
0: Um, the other part mm-hmm. that I thought was really interesting was the the, the young boy. Um, I'm gonna, just give me a second to remember his name. No, I'm gonna Google it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, it was the Takashi, there we go. Oh man, it should not have been that hard.
1: Well, he's a son of a disgraced cop that went to go work for the Yakuza. Yeah.
0: And he was basically the, the next sort of killing machine being to be manipulated by Gigi. And, uh, I, I, I honestly wished that the uh, the writer was going to sort of do something on that. Uh, like a continuation, but it's like, instead this time, it's Takashi. But um, uh, Mr. Yamamoto well, see, sort of, I, I think after that, that was sort of his uh, opus magnum, and he just wanted to focus on his other his other series.
1: But in in a way, I like it that it leaves it sort of open ended. Mm-hmm. But you, there are also like other other things going on where, for my whole idea, this was probably something I brought up last episode two, and this actually works for both the manga and the movie. From me personally, I believe all of it may have just been either like an imagination or a story that Gigi was coming up with because oh, like
0: people around him
1: essentially because in one aspect he could be working God what was it like as a cleanup job he wants and this is all just me making speculation on it I don't know if their author came out and confirmed anything or denied anything this is just what I'm seeing based off of especially stuff that's being said in the ending Because there's mentions of who, you know, Itchy's parents were of, like, high-ranking political people. So if that was the case, essentially there shouldn't have been any bullying going on, but it happens anyways. You have, you know, the disgraced cop who was fired from the police force. All this stuff essentially could be seen and read in a newspaper, and you have a person who wanted more excitement in his life. So he creates this whole story with these characters, and he's the mastermind over everything. Which is how he's able to get into situations, stir the pot, and then like fade into the air getting out of the situation. And there's even one point at the end of the manga where he's calling these ladies would it be like an opera or not really a helpline, I guess. I forget what they're called, but she's, he's just calling up this woman and telling her all these things to hap- that are happening.
0: It was a sex line.
1: Okay. But it was still something, you know, he's calling them up not to use it, but it's just like, hey, here's what's going on, you know. And then towards the end, well, itchy's no longer useful now. He's been influenced by the city and having all this desire stuff. That would technically raise a red flag of, hey, here's murder that happened and all these details. And if that was something that was going on, then you would think, hey, cops, this person knows a lot more information than what's going on. The apartment complex that was fully used by the Yakuza and all these little sub gangs, they left so they can have like this big battle between Takahara and Ichi. But you would think they would still go back to the building and use it because that was, like, one of the most prolific buildings throughout the entire city. But now it's an apartment complex where people live, like, kids play around it, and, you know, it's, oh, he, who's this person, this lady married? Oh, possible Yakuza? Oh, my, I can't believe. It. It's like, you would think, especially with how influential throughout the entire story, the Yakuza were for the entire city. People won't be surprised when hearing, Oh, someone might be particularly or possibly a Yakuza. So it might all honestly just be a whole delusion. This guy came up with of, yes, this is how I'll do it. This is how I'll clean up the whole city and change it for the better. And the same thing could be translated back over to the movie. If, do you we want to talk about the ending to the movie or
0: i think we we had mentioned it so yeah i don't mind
1: okay we're this on
0: that 10 minute sort of
1: gap <laughs> i mean okay that this is going to be another spoiler for the ending of the movie where <laughs> itchy you know thought i keep forgetting what his name but for the disgraced cop he thought that was like his only friend until Kanako. he shoots should... Yeah, Kaneko, he thought Kaneko was his only friend because, you know, they're they're sort of the same where they don't really want to kill, but one person, Kaniko has more of a motivation to not really because he's just like, I just want to be a good person. After a while, tries to shoot Itchy. Itchy can't believe it because it's just like, I thought we were friends and you tried to shoot me. Kills him. He starts breaking down, crying and kanako's son shows up and just starts you know immediately kicking itchy on the ground it's like you killed my father and all this stuff and takahara is just like this this can't be like this master murdering person who i was excited for decides to take a i guess it was no two of his needles into his ears to puncture his eardrums. And then at that point, every, you know, everything goes silent. You just hear the ringing, like whenever you pop your eardrum and everything. There's Itchy holding the decapitated head of the kid. <laughs> and then just, you know, goes and pushes Takahara off the edge. So it's, that's also one of those things of like... Alright, someone's obviously thinking of something else because the minute... Sakahara pops his eardrums, the entire lighting changes, everything, the whole mood changes, so it could just be a delusion after that point. But then even the ending for that is the kid doesn't start being manipulated as a killer. He's what was he like a teacher or a teacher's aide for a yeah. I guess like a kindergarten preschool class going through a park and on one of the trees is the hanged body of Gigi. So there's just, like, a lot of stuff going on, but it's just, like, what's going on exactly?
0: Yeah, I, I thought it was just a little odd. Um, and and definitely, I felt like the the ending to the movie could have been a l- little different, but, you know, I'm not going to complain too much about it. I, I, I think that I mean, what they did was good enough.
1: I mean, don't get me wrong. you the most hilarious scene out of the entire movie was still just itchy there with a decapitated kid's head (laughs) because it was just completely out of left field at this point. (laughs) (laughs) But, But that's sort of what I'm thinking. It's just all at a certain point, not only is it manipulation of the world around you, but it's also manipulation these people having of themselves to sort of Fix the narrative in the way that they want it to go. Because that's all the ending of the movie was. It's like, is this really Itchy the Killer? He killed someone in front of me, and now he's breaking down crying. Like, what is it? What's going on? There's, And then, you know, pop the eardrums, and now, oh, yeah, he's back to being a serious person now. And he kills me. And then a random scene of Takahara just sitting in a shower somewhere. Apparently what people said that was supposed to be Takahara and like limbo or something, his spirit or whatnot, but it's still just like Granted this. this also had to do with the fact, you know, when the movie was being in production and the ending of the manga being like months apart from manga being finished to movie being released. So there was that window of we don't know the ending, so we're just going to go with our own ending.
0: Yeah. Well, um, well, do you have anything else you want to say about it?
1: And in all honesty, if you're like, if you likes stories like these, especially the topics that it covers, if you're not that grossed out by, you know, gore language. And all that stuff. It really is an interesting read. It really is an interesting w- watch as well. Probably not something you show your parents, though.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> yeah, I. I it's, it's not something you would sit in the room and have a family night, you know, movie with, or uh, probably not something. It's that... not a kids'
1: movie. Let's just put it
0: <laughs> like it's not. It's not exactly porn, but. <laughs> it's something i i wouldn't want my mom to walk in and be like hey mom look what i'm watching (laughs) or or even my wife my wife sorry uh i i really like this is this is that was a reference to last podcast on the left um not sponsored by um but i really like those guys Uh, so i'm my bad
1: no you're fine but yeah it's I mean, it is enjoyable for – it's a bit more realistic in the whole genre of just going to kill people because, like, in all honesty, the killing behind it, there's not a lot, a lot of focus on it. There's more background to what's going on, more manipulation for how did this person get turned into a serial killer, and then it shows you more aspects of what's going on of, oh, this is the motivation why he's killing these people because he's being manipulated to believe that the people he's killing are the bullies from his high school because he's able to match char- characteristics and if they don't fully match and be like, hey, didn't this person, you know, this was his name. That's the name of the person you're going to go kill. It's the same person. It's reinforcing these ideas that Itchy is finally bringing about justice for himself, for his trauma, for all that pain he went through, but it pushes it further and further into an extreme.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely felt like the manga was more focused on like developing the world and the story, uh, and less of the killing. Well, the movie, since it was limited on uh, on time, did the opposite. Because uh, you know they're they're trying to keep your attention. Uh, definitely had its troubles, uh, but but the, you know, regardless, they they still try to keep your attention through the action or the or the murder. And, um, and in this case, I, I felt like uh, after reading reading the manga, it was a enjoyable read. I, I felt like it was a well time spent, um, e- even though it, it's not exactly. Uh, if you were going to if we were to describe it in into the horror genre, which is what we're supposed to be reviewing, it it doesn't a hundred percent fit in that category, which is why I wanted to go over um, the actual uh, manga and the movie. But it, it has the aspects of 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 this sort of really brutal scare feeling that 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 you get. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, just because no one is good, no one is nice, everyone's this sort of depraved individual, and you don't exactly get a happy feeling at the end of it. Um, it, it, it's, it sort of tries to pull you down back to sort of some sort of reality and say, you know, this is in, 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 in the world of something that could be real. Um, which is a scary thought in that itself, and which is why it pulls you into knowing that, okay, well, this is, isn't, but it is a horror genre, because they're they're not trying to scare you with, um, you know, something creepy around the corner, but they're trying to, he he tries to sort of scare you in the sense of, um, showing you what, how dark reality could be.
1: It's more of a human horror aspect because it's one of those. It takes a stance and messages on like bullying. What could possibly happen for that? An outlook on how violence is seen, received, viewed, consumed and all this stuff. And like even from one film journalist who saw the movie was able to write down it wasn't nec- he wasn't this journalist wasn't bashing anything about it he actually looked at it as it was more sophisticated on its assessment for violence in its relation to not only the media but how the audience watches and enjoys something like it because in a bigger picture the movie is a paradox because on one side you can see it as it's, it's glorifying all this violence that happens as just an everyday occurrence and people just don't care and they just alright that's neat moves on to the next but it doesn't at the same time because it's wanting the audience to question why does it enjoy this why is it consuming something that is supposed to be bad yeah. for them
0: yeah no I, I, I definitely recommend it to you guys and uh, if if uh, any of you decide to watch it or uh, read it read about it oof, um, just <laughs> <laughs> let, let us know how you, how you felt uh, definitely definitely would love some <laughs> some feedback on how we destroyed your perception of the world or or, or something along those lines. Or just how gross you felt.
1: <laughs> I, yeah, I think that's, that's all the part point of it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, I, I thank you guys for joining us. Uh, we hope to hear, uh, hear some 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 feedback and we hope to see you guys next week when, uh, when we'll post episode three. Uh, would you like to reveal what it's going to be about?
1: So, for episode three, it is a movie that I personally enjoy. It falls into the category of those mockumentary, found footage type things. The movie is called Exist, and it's about Bigfoot. But for a horror aspect, I personally love it because it's just full-on camping. And salty over here has never seen the movie before it is independent and all that stuff it is for me it is fantastic although that's going to be like most of the movie recommendations i make anyways where it's just like my personal favorites out of it so should be fun
0: yeah so like technically Ichi was my recommendation and we've (laughs) we're already at episode two and it's just like well we've gone over basically everything that could be flagged as too much but <laughs> I, I i thought it was a good starting point um just so we, we, we every everything you know is uphill from here unless we start going, yeah <laughs> we could go over like Hannibal, like cannibal holocaust i think it was what it was called
1: uh yeah if you want to <laughs> i mean
0: that's only if the audience wants it but there's a there's there's a lot more and i I definitely know that but i wanted to start out with something that that wasn't exactly in the horror sort of genre but still fit it pretty well and you know wanted something to ease our audiences yeah yeah sort of roll them right in but uh we uh we'll, we'll see you guys next week and uh this is been Crankshaft, of course. Yeah, your sexy voice is here. salt Owl, and Caveman. But I uh, hope to see you later. And all, like always,
1: don't die. Be safe.